You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a good day. Happy being alive day, everybody. It's August the 1st. 2023 and we appreciate you being with us da with you here on cbs sports radio it is a trash tuesday and so it is time to take out the trash if there's anything that's bugging you if there's anything that's stuck in your craw let us know by tweeting at me da on cbs or on the phones at 855-212-4227 in 20 minutes trash tuesday from our side in 40 minutes We've got a good story out of Patriots camp, apparently. If you're watching at watchda.com, that's mobile-friendly, also on Twitch and on YouTube at the CBS Sports Radio channels, you might be able to see that I've got a bit of a distraction on my lap. Rosie the Cat has come into the home studios and jumped on my lap, and she is just wanting to sit here and listen to takes, kind of like Victoria and Mobile. So I'm here for it. She's kind of under the, the desk, so you might not be able to see it, but... She's kind of pawing at my headphone wires. So if I get a claw in my chest at some point during this hour, <laughs> you know why. I got to say, Victorian Mobile is just such a sweetheart. Oh, Rosie the Cat is, is done with the lap now. She's on to bigger and better things. Victorian Mobile just called up and said that she really likes when I have things to say and I'm just the one talking, but she can't deal with when we're all laughing. And she said that we're like a bunch of a pack of hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> that picking back there is Rosie on the, on the cat scratching. Meow, pad, meow, by meow, the way. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> at some point I'll, I'll show the camera this. I picked up at a home goods this cat scratching contraption where at the base of it is a cat scratching pad, but it's housed by a cardboard seafood truck. So <laughs> Rosa the cat goes in to a seafood truck where of course she is dishing the finest of seafood. Meow. And then she also picks at the, the picking pad at the bottom of that so that she can work out her claws. <laughs> Cause I just, we talked about declawing her. So she didn't pick at the the upholstery, but I said, I can't do that. I cannot. Because when you read more about declawing a cat, it's really like cutting off their fingers at their knuckles. It's like their fingertips. I said, we can't do that. I'm not doing that. So instead, we have scratching pads. And Rosie's generally pretty good about using the scratching pads and the scratching posts and not the couches. But every so often, she's going to go for the good stuff, which is the couch. And she's going to make sure that you get a nice, Nice bowl of food in front of her to distract her, kind of like Mraz. No, meow, 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 meow. So Victoria called up in Mobile, called us a pack of hyenas when we're laughing. And, you know, 
I hope the Victoria can still stay with us, even despite the laughter. I definitely, <laughs> I appreciate the fact that she enjoys my take so much. But I do enjoy an ensemble show. I do really enjoy laughter in the mornings. And so I don't think it's something that we'll be going away from necessarily. But I did love to hear Victoria's. <laughs> just, <laughs> I can't deal with you guys. The insanity. I can't deal with this. We're going to have to disconnect from the mothership. No, no, Victoria, don't leave. Don't leave us. We'll stop having so much fun, I promise. (laughs) The Angels did not trade Shohei Otani or will not trade Shohei Otani by the deadline, which is today at 4 o'clock Eastern time. And the Angels did get a win last night over the Atlanta Braves, the best team in baseball, 4-1 to move to five games over 500 and a half game above the Yankees in the wildcard standings. Now... The Angels sit three back of the wild card, the final wild card spot, and one team stands in front of them before that spot, and that would be the Boston Red Sox. It is not impossible for the Los Angeles Angels to make the wild card, obviously. They're three games back. They're getting Mike Trout back for the stretch run. Trout, maybe despite not being as productive as he once was, is still one of the best players in baseball. Shohei continues to be one of the most amazing players we've ever seen on the diamond. And there's three teams that make the wild card. There's three wild card squads and three division winners. So it's not like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. It should not be such a huge mountain to summit to just make a wild card spot for the Angels with that roster and those players. However, this is all predicated upon keeping Shohei Otani in an Angels uniform. And I totally understand that being the priority. You may never, ever, ever, you probably will never get a player of his caliber again. This is a guy that, as we all know, can be the ace of your pitching staff, while on non-throwing days, be the best power hitter in the game. It's insane. The guy is going to hit nearly 50 home runs, perhaps, and be a top-of-the-rotation starting pitcher. So it's just outrageous. So he also sells a lot of jerseys, sells a lot of tickets, gets you another source of revenue, I'm sure, from corporate sponsorships and luxury suite sales. So he's good business to be in, the Shohei Otani business. But the Angels have consistently existed in a sphere where good, not great. Never good enough, never great enough. So much so that Mike Trout has already had a Hall of Fame career. He'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it, if he retired tomorrow and would have never even won a playoff game, let alone a playoff series. He's only made the postseason once and they got swept. This is how dire it has been for a long time in Angels land. They have added pieces before the deadline instead of trading pieces away. And this is all under the guise of we want to sell Shohei Otani on this team, this city, this organization being an angel, which I understand. But this is a wildly risky path to walk because, A, you got to make the playoffs. Okay, that's been something that's been out of the reach of the Angels for a long time. you got to make the playoffs. Then, not only do you have to make the playoffs, 
You've got to convince Shohei Otani that you can continue to do so, and thus he should ignore going someplace else, like the Dodgers, like the Giants, like the Mariners, or if he does want to leave the West Coast, a place like the Yankees or a place like the Mets who are going to have boatloads of cash to spend. So for Shohei Otani, this, of course you want to keep him, but a lot of things have to align for you to do so. Versus had you traded him at the deadline, collecting what would have amounted to be a pretty good haul of prospects. Now, it might not have been the same haul that the Nats got for Juan Soto a year ago because you'd only have him as a rental. Maybe it's not what you would have gotten if you would have traded him a year ago so that a team got him for two pennant stretches. But you are holding on to him without getting anything in return. If he leaves in free agency, you get a mid-round compensation pick. You better make the playoffs, and you better keep Shohei Otani. Because if he walks for nothing, and you went, quote, all in, and you missed the playoffs here, it sets you back so far. Because you lose one of the great players, potentially, ever in Otani. You got nothing in return, and you're sitting there with a huge void and no way to rebuild it. So... This has, it's certainly got a lot of interest here. It's certainly got a lot of, of, of intrigue because it's a, it's a huge gamble. But the Angels, in the final two months of the season, instantaneously become one of the most interesting teams because it's like all or nothing. And I don't even know if they make the playoffs whether Shohei's going to resign. Maybe they have internal dialogue with him and his agent. Maybe they they feel very confident that if they show him what October baseball feels like at Anaheim, then it's enough. But, boy, are they running a risk. Tony's in Vancouver this morning on the phones here at CBS Sports Radio. Tony, good morning. Hey, D.A., I I got a lot of problems with Sean Payton. Uh, You know, he's here's a guy who has bounty gators, one of his great decision-making Employees here. That's a that's pretty bush league. Uh, he could have aired his his laundry different. He aired his laundry in public, but he he was right what he said. You know that was a bad coaching job. He could have said something like this. You know, hey, they had a new coach, a new coaching staff, a new quarterback, a new ownership group. There was a lot of new here. They couldn't bind it together. I'm coming in as a new coach. It's my job to bind it together. If he would have said it that way. He wouldn't look like the donkey that he is today. I just, you know, he, he's made some of y'all that you don't, you don't air your, your, your dirty laundry in public. He could have told his team that behind closed doors that Nathaniel Hackett was, was a lousy coach, you know, and he would have fired him up that way. But to go public like he did and not be tactful and disrespectful makes him look bad. And I'm glad Aaron Rodgers let him have it. And I'm surprised other people ain't jumping all over him. What do you think, D.A.? Yeah, Tony, I appreciate the phone call, and I would have to agree with you on all of that. I mean, there is a part of this that I respect the candor for Sean Payton to speak with because coaches don't go after coaches. It's a tight fraternity. Coaches don't want other coaches commenting on them, so they won't do it to others. And so 
you don't ever get coaches who speak the truth or speak their truth or speak their mind about other coaching jobs. I mean, could you imagine what Bill Belichick thought of Nathaniel Hackett? Could you imagine what Andy Reid has thought about Jim Tom Sula? Could you imagine some of the real bums of the coaching profession and what the excellent coaches really thought? I mean, we would love to hear it, would we not? And yet it's never talked about for the reason that I just mentioned. So there is a part of this that I appreciate the candor of Sean Payton. There's another part of this, though, where I believe Sean Payton exists in a world built by himself and the sports media to where he feels untouchable. And what I mean by that is Sean Payton's never really been at the center of any criticism, not from the sports media at large. Now, maybe there's columnists in New Orleans I'm not aware of. Maybe there's a a handful of talk show hosts in, in Louisiana that have gone after him. But because Sean Payton was kind of the golden child early in his coaching career, he took over the Saints right after Katrina. They were one of the feel-good stories in sports history. They went to the NFC Championship game. A few years later, they went to the Super Bowl and won it. They always had an exciting offense. They traditionally were one of the best teams in the NFC. Sean Payton never caught criticism. And he's a good talker. He's a good interview. And I will raise my hand and say when he's available to us, we take him. He's a good interview. I know he makes good content, so we say yes. And because of it, I think he's he's just always lived in a sphere where he doesn't catch any flack for anything. And he's smart about it. I think he knows he's a good interview. I think he tries to be somewhat raw in his interviews and insightful so he gets broadcasting jobs or is lined up for them when he retires and he's made a lot of friends in the media you just will not find a lot of national media if any that hammer Sean Payton for only winning one Super Bowl also the Saints exist under the radar from teams like the Cowboys the Packers the Steelers you don't have a massive pressure in that market or from outside to have to win all the time. And he did usher in a really successful 15 years in New Orleans. So he has skirted criticism by and large. And so when he's just talking, he doesn't think it's ever going to come back to him and bite him. It never has before. He's always been applauded for it. So I think he was just in that mode of, I can say whatever I want, whether it's subconscious, subliminal or whatever, and never catch any flack for it. Now, to your original point, Tony, from a professionalism standpoint, it was wrong. Because while Nathaniel Hackett was a bozo, we all saw that, and he was in over his head, and maybe there was other extenuating circumstances surrounding the Broncos that wasn't his fault, Sean Payton didn't need to go there. You're absolutely right. He could have just kept it in-house and told his team, I'm giving you guys a pass on last year. I see some of the dysfunction. It wasn't on you. Russ, don't worry about it. He did not have to go public with all of that. And for Aaron Rodgers, I, I said this yesterday. I reiterated it at the beginning of the show. I think that he was in the right for going to bat for his guy because he's now in charge of protecting his coach within his walls. And now they're coaching together, and he's got to make sure everybody in that locker room believes in Nathaniel Hackett, and there's reason not to believe in Nathaniel Hackett. But I do think that Sean Payton 
is such a friendly media figure that he felt he could say that and get away with it. And it came back to bite him. In some ways. I mean, ultimately, what's the real fallout? I mean, he's not going to lose his job. He's not going to not get a broadcasting job when he finally does retire. He's not going to lose the support of his own locker room because they all think that Nathaniel Hackett's a bozo. He's not going to lose the support of Russell Wilson because he went to bat for Russell Wilson. I mean, there really is no true fallout. Maybe people around the industry, the coaching fraternity, say, hey, man, Sean, you shouldn't have done that. That's a bad look. But ultimately, there really was no penalty for him doing that. I did want to bring up Deshaun Watson here for a moment. And Deshaun Watson enters his first real full season with the Cleveland Browns. We know he was suspended for the bulk of last year. Deshaun Watson's contract is fully guaranteed, pretty much, and that's something that Lamar Jackson and other quarterbacks wanted but are not going to get. And it's because Deshaun Watson is kind of a one-off in that the Browns were desperate. We assumed, or at least many assumed, that Deshaun Watson would come back and be dynamic, and Deshaun Watson was not great last year. And even though he was a franchise QB in his mid to late 20s that never become available, that contract still looks awful and probably always will look awful. But Deshaun Watson has to win this year. And the Cleveland Browns have to win this year. And I don't think they have to win a Super Bowl, but in a stacked AFC, do anybody, does anybody put the Browns in the conversation of contenders in the AFC. I mean, they've got Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, and Deshaun Watson, and yet they're barely even talked about in the playoff picture. And I think there's some pretty big pressure on Watson, Kevin Stefanski, and that roster to not just be an average 7-10, 8-9 type of team, but a team that has a great quarterback. And there's not a lot of excuses for Deshaun Watson now that he's been in the system for a full year, that he's worked out the rust, I would imagine, after last season, and that now you know, he's with the team from day one, full off season, knows the coaches, knows the roster, and has to get it done. That's a massive contract. Massive contract. And... It is plausible that Deshaun Watson, never the Deshaun Watson that we saw in Houston because he took so much time off and that it's hard to take two years away from football and then come back and be who you were. So I think the Browns have floated under the radar of teams under some massive pressure and Stefanski's got it. Deshaun Watson particularly has it. And the organization, because you don't sign Deshaun Watson to go 7-10. and 10. You don't give him all of that money and trade away all of those draft picks, all of that collateral to be sub-500. And yet in a stacked AFC, in their own division, where do the Browns stand? Assuming Joe Burrow's healthy, the Bengals are the best team of the AFC North. I think most of us would put the Ravens ahead of the Browns. And then I think you would have a battle between the Steelers and the Browns. If Cleveland's the fourth best team in their own division, what is that going to say for Deshaun Watson, Kevin Stefanski, and crew at the end of this year? 
When we come back here on the show, we are stunned to a news. No, sorry. I'm, a, I'm an hour ahead. I'm sorry, guys. Trash Tuesday. Let's bring it back. Wind it back. DA. My bad, don't, my friend. I'm don't sorry. Get, don't get ahead of yourself. Trash Tuesday's coming up here next. My bad. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday, my favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. All right. On a Trash Tuesday, you can always listen to us across the great CBS Sports Radio Network on hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. Also listen to us on the free Odyssey app or the free CBS Sports app as well. Jeremy tweets, I'm trashing the ladies at the movie theater who were talking on their phone during the entire movie. Hashtag get them out. What a beatdown. Dixie Landan says, DA, I'm trashing you and your Colorado being the best party school take. You mean to tell me they party harder than ASU, Penn State, Michigan, Bama, or the one-two combo of Ole Miss and LSU? Colorado <laughs> doesn't even crack the top 20. I'm going to politely disagree. Get you out. I smell rotten eggs. Look, I'm not here to tell you they don't party well. A lot of other schools, a lot of other campuses. I've seen Ole Miss on a game day. I've seen a lot of those schools you just mentioned around a Saturday college football I'm just saying there are people that I know that are degenerates. I mean, true deplorables. And they went to Colorado (laughs) and said, I couldn't survive the weekend there. That they had to escape because there was so much drug use, so much hard drug use, so much everything use, so much, oh my God, these kids are out of control. I mean, it's all I know is people that I thought, you know, their bodies were made of drugs, went to Colorado and said, I couldn't do it. I can't do this. So, <laughs> Pat Boyle, who are you trashing? Uh, I got a couple ones, DA, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out which one to settle on. I think ultimately I'm going to go with people, friends, female friends in my instance, uh-huh. that double or triple call when I don't answer the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. Hey, look, if I'm not answering the phone call, I'm either busy or I'm working. So don't call me a second time, and then don't call me another hour later. I will text you. I will call you back as soon as I can, or I won't. But don't stop calling me two, three times a day, especially at 1130 in the morning. 
I had just left here yesterday. I'm on my drive home, and I'm listening to a podcast, trying to catch up on some stuff. Ringing, ringing away. I just swiped up on the first one because I wanted to ring through. Calls back again. Now you're getting declined. Hour later, calls again. Don't answer. Then I get a text. Why are you not answering? Well, it's because either I don't want to or I'm busy. So stop double and triple calling me. And I've got friends that do that too. My mom does it at times too. So anybody who double, triple calls, get them out. I will call you back when I can. That's just offensive. Why are you yelling? The best part about Boyle's trash is, as always, they start out relatively calm and they end in fury. <laughs> just <laughs> winds himself into People want to talk to you. Why, why are you getting mad? Well, it gets me hot. I know my blood pressure rises when I start thinking about it again because, like, I'm literally, and, and there was, of course, there was traffic yesterday in the tunnel, which there always is going back to Hoboken. So. I'm sitting in standstill traffic. My AC coolant needs to be replaced. I'm barely getting cold air breathing, blowing through. I'm in 90-degree weather, and I'm trying to listen to something. And Leave me alone. And maybe if I had Ring My Bell playing, I would have been a much, you know, would have been a much easier listen to just listen to it instead of, I just, stop calling me. Just send a text. It's 2023. Who calls, let alone double and triple calls? <laughs> Who that, calls? That, that's why you got to get a peaceful ringtone. Find a peaceful ringtone. It's 2023. Who calls people anymore? What What an outdated technology. Mm. Yeah, Andrew these Bogish. Are, these are young women, Boyle, that were looking for an afternoon of fun or what? Partnership. Just attention. Oh, just okay. attention. Just attention. <laughs> I want to talk to you. What's the problem with that? <laughs> I don't want to talk. Don't want to talk oh, to you. That's not nice. <laughs> One day in your life, you'll be like, damn it. If only I could talk to a girl right now. Right. Somebody call me. Exactly. <laughs> Andrew Bogus, who are you trashing? Uh, DA, this is a very in-show, inside-the-show trash. The um, more inside, the better. Good. So I wish you were here so I could fully point to it. But over the right shoulder of your two-dimensional stand-in, is the television that has the beautiful spinning, now it does mention embargoed areas, but it's a beautiful logo on the TV. It makes the stream look great. That looks like a generic skyline to me. I don't I don't think that's an oh, unnamed city. I, I don't know. I see the Chrysler Building, the Empire State Building. <laughs> there's anyway. a couple of Chrysler Buildings. I Anywho. think there's one in Detroit. Anywho, being you last week, I had to remember, and I failed multiple times, that three hours into the show, I need to reset the machine so that logo unfreezes and That's like right. the uh, dis- you know like the the actual like kind of display numbers go off. And I'm trashing the fact, and I don't know how these things are made, but if it can be made to run for three hours unbothered, it should be made to run for four hours unbothered. So whoever can't add the extra hour built into this little gif, whatever this thing is, I'm trashing them. Trash Splash Brothers. More like the Trash Brothers. You are listening to us via some type of mode of advanced technology, I would imagine. Perhaps streaming on your phone, perhaps in podcast form. Perhaps you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch, or perhaps you're listening on the radio or satellite radio. And you might be shocked to find out that we are at such an advanced state of technology on our end that the logo twisting behind us in the studio is run off of a DVD, a burned (laughs) DVD, and a DVD player from 2003. And thus, 
After three hours, the DVD pauses itself and then ultimately shuts off. So after three hours, usually at the top of the fourth hour, we need to restart it sometimes by pressing eject to allow the DVD (laughs) to open and then pressing close again so that it restarts. This is where we are. CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being told from the gentleman in the back that it is a DVD space issue, that we are limited to a file large enough for three hours, but not four, hence the need for the restart. Beat the body, Bilotti, who are you trashing? And just to clarify, it's technically not the embargoed city skyline because no, no city has the Empire State Building, the uh, the the Chrysler Building, all right next to each other. So <laughs> it's a new There's city. There's some artistic license. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Statue of Liberty is very visible. Yeah, right. A that bit too. of a giveaway, but I think there's a Statue of Liberty in San Diego as well. That's exactly And right. Vegas, for sure. But That's yeah. right. All together, too. Uh, anyway, my trash is restaurants that don't offer good enough parking. You know, if I want to go, I want to go to a good establishment uh, and and enjoy your your food and and your your ambiance and everything. I want to be able to park. You know, like I went to a restaurant this past weekend, which I love, and it had about six parking spots. And then around the block, you can't park anywhere. There's no parking. So how am I supposed to go to the restaurant when there's six parking spots? I mean, find suitable parking if you're going to open up a business. I just think that's a very fair request for anybody to ask for. Trashing it. Get that guy a napkin. I'm going to have to lean on DA show quotes here or perhaps cap or perhaps bogus. <laughs> Didn't Pete trash this before? Yes, there has definitely been a, a lack of parking trash before. Oh, fine. Fine, because it's a problem. They weren't listening. They haven't fixed it yet. But I, I'm saying that it might be the same exact establishment that might Pete be. is trashing. It might be. I enjoy it very much so. <laughs> you know, but but I, I don't want to drive around for three hours looking for parking yeah. and, then, and then settle on a spot that I have to move the car in 20 minutes. So Pete told me the name of the place off air. I've been there before. I have fought this fight. It is hard. They have like three on-site spots, which fill up immediately. And then the neighborhood is a beach community, so they have restricted parking. So you can't just drive there from outside, leave your car, and go to the beach. The the street parking is for residents. I think they have stickers in your car. But it's hard. I get it. But the alternative for this particular place would be to spend a you-know-what ton of money to, like, buy a house, knock it down, and pave it for parking, which also seems impossible as well. So this is just, if you don't like the parking at this place, just don't go there. Oh, that's ridiculous. I, I want to go to the place. I like the food. I, I like the food. I have I have the Brussels sprouts with bacon. On the, with and, bacon? And, and with bacon. Excellent. With bacon. Excellent. I mean, why do I have to now not go to the place because they can't put up a parking lot? Find a spot and put a parking. Maybe they can buy out some of the residential sticker spots. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a great idea. And then people can park and people can enjoy themselves even more so. They've people got to make money. That's it. they got to channel a little inner John Mayer. Pave paradise, put up a parking lot. That, that's Counting Crows. That's not John Mayer. That's not John Mayer? <laughs> it's no. not. <laughs> now, I'm getting a lot of things wrong. Counting Crows really definitely are. did that. Adam Duritz, right? Yes. But I think that Mayer may have done another version, too. And that's originally a Joan Baez song. Uh, think good so. call. You're Durant's right. Covered it. 
that's, yeah, I mean, that, that's a 60s song. Who originally so. sang Pave Paradise? That's Joni Mitchell. Oh, Joni Mitchell. I think. I mean, that's the first Google link I yeah, found, so I'm running right. with it. It's a Joni Mitchell song. And then, so, <clears throat> he might be right. There might also be a version done by... Let's see. It's, it's officially called Big Yellow Taxi. That's the name really? of the song. Yes. And very wow. Popular. I would have never gotten that. You would think it would be Paved Paradise. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> and put then in parentheses, and put up a parking lot. <laughs> While Bogus looks for that, you guys yeah, ever park? I don't see a John Mayer Big Yellow Taxi oh, performance. Wow. Okay. You guys ever park in, like, like, for example, if you were to park across the street from this restaurant that you guys can't park at, um, if there's like a Trader Joe's or like another grocery store and like something else, and it's like parking only for this business, yeah. I park yeah. in those spots all the time. How are you going to find out if I'm going in there or not? I get scared about getting towed. I've been towed before, and it's just a brutality. <clears throat> so gonna, I get I get freaked out. Not going to take that risk with two kittens either. Yeah, but I know you're in the car, right? So they get towed. The car, they go with the car. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But you're sitting there on the phone trying to figure out where your car is with two kids. <laughs> well, it's an expensive babysitter, but it does work. <laughs> let the let the tow company take the kids with it. Uh, I got to do this, and I, I hate to do it, but uh, I'm trashing my aunt Margie. Uh, my aunt Margie <laughs> called me a couple of weeks ago, and I was in the middle of. I'm sure a diaper change or a bottle feed or a something, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to the choir here, but you guys know, like if you get a sliver of five minutes when, you know, your baby's down and you're not, you run to do anything else. You're like, okay, this is where I have to fit in like all of my dry cleaning. I've got to get like these three minutes. I got to get like the, the lawn mode. So you're just constantly in a hyperactivity mode. She called me. She left a voicemail. I didn't get back to her right away. And then it floated back to me that she's been bad-mouthing me within the family. You know, I called Damon, and he never called me back. And she's such a sweetheart. And I'm like, oh, man. Finally, I saw my mom last week, and she goes, yeah, did you hear Aunt Margie's really mad at you? And I was like, okay, I'll call her back. I'll just tell her I'm sorry. I called her back the other day, left a voicemail. She still hasn't called me back. She has... I think she has taken an embargo out on me. I think she now is saying <laughs> wow. there's a there's a silent protest against Damon. So I got to say, like, yeah, she's had a kid. She's got to know. I know it was a long time ago, but it just, you know, Pat doesn't even want to be called. At least I'm giving you the courtesy of calling you back, and now I'm <laughs> on the blacklist. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's like, you just, you got to give me some, some, a chance here. I think I call her one more time this week and leave another voicemail. Okay, I'm sorry again. Is this what you want me to do, to beg and plead? But at some point, at Marge, you guys just let it go. So, unfortunately, I got to trash her. That's a dumpster dive. I think if, you know, if I put on my Dr. Phil hat here, uh-huh. uh, if you call her again, I'm going to guarantee that she answers the phone. <laughs> okay. Damon, okay? She, no, she'll, the, she wants to, she's playing a little taste of your own medicine here. So she's going to dub the first call and not get back to you. I see. You call her again, I guarantee you, she picks up, and you just hit her with, oh, Aunt Margie, I'm so sorry I didn't get back to you. And it'll be it'll be water under the bridge. Okay. I'll keep you posted. Is this your haircutting, aunt? No. Okay. No. In that case, I would have to get back to her right away because right. I can't lose those privileges. Exactly. Oh, you, you, one of your aunts is the one that, that, that cuts your dome? Yeah, one of my aunts, and she's not technically aunt by blood, but she's my mom's, one of my mom's close friends, and I've known her since I was born, and she's been part of the family, so we call her my Aunt Kathy, and Aunt Kathy is actually, by trade, a hairdresser, 
and she did hairdressing for like people for photo shoots and for television work. So she's really a professional in the industry. So she's retired now, but she still does my hair. And she's like, really, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but like her haircuts are amazing. And then I go to other haircuts and it just, my hair looks terrible. So I've got to keep her in my good graces. So like, look, I, I go, I bring her wine. You know, I bring them a gift. So I make sure that I'm around there. To, when are you available? I can make that work. You know, so it's a little different. Aunt Marge is not cutting my hair, so I don't have to be so nice. <laughs> Uh, Moist Pork says, good morning, DA. I'm trashing all of the listeners of the station, which must not be named, that are hating on Mraz. They have no idea how Oof. lucky they are. They wouldn't know Radio Gold if it hit them in the face. Hashtag get them out. Please keep your social distancing. Mraz has met a little bit of resistance in his new job, but I'm sure they'll come around. You know, it just it takes a little time to to absorb the greatness that is Mraz. I'll be toasting those listeners on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Chris tweets, Good morning, DA. I'm tracked to the whole interview process for the executive producer role. The only one who can fill the shoes is Tom Doyle. Any outsider will be raked over the coals so hard from the DA aliens that they will quit in a week. Wow. Hashtag just hire Doyle. Oh, break out the hazmat suit. We'll get to more trashes coming up here after the break. But boy, could you imagine the the fear that is being put into potential EPs that the aliens will make you quit in a week? <laughs> That's harsh. Right after Moise Pork says, be nice to Sean. This guy's <laughs> predicting violence towards the new Sean. It's a tumultuous time here, emotionally very raw wow. at CBS Sports Radio. Oof. And Pete goes back and forth to both camps. Oh, he's Sean, squarely, Mrs. Sean, hates Sean. He's squarely in the hate Sean camp. Well, uh, the enough Sean camp. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, yeah. The guy's not Jesus. Yeah, and I saw him for the first time yesterday, uh, and he walks in like he runs the place. Right, right. Enough of that. Yep. Kiss the ring. Here I am. Everybody look. Get might get your attention. Ha ha. Sean, he's here. That's going to be the toughest thing for everybody to to overcome is that you love Mraz. Of course, we all love Mraz, but when he when he peacocks is and now that he's in this role, that peacocking might become insufferable. Right, he, he it didn't even get through a week, and he's doing it. Yeah, and you know what our problem is here, guys. Really, when the push comes to shove, Tiki's not the guy we need in that dynamic. Another former player, our good friend Bart Scott. Someone that would put Sean in their place. That's not Tiki's thing. Yeah. Tiki's just going to sit there, be nice, be cool, be sweet. Never going to teach Sean a lesson, knock him down a peg. Sean wouldn't listen to Evan if Evan tried. So we've got nobody in the room That's that can point. do Pete's dirty work. Yeah, we need someone to put him in his place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. we got to hire some brawn. Mr. Bogues has headlines. The good news is the U.S. women have reached the round of 16 at the World Cup. The bad news is they have yet to impress down under a second draw to end group play. This one nil-nil with Portugal overnight. Yikes. Alex Morgan among the Americans that can't score. We just didn't put the ball in the back of the net. Um, and in the last few minutes, we just had to hold it down. We had to um, get the result and move on. Um, and now we look forward. Yeah, they almost didn't move on. Their tournament almost ending in a stunning fashion when Portugal at the post in the 91st minute. The U.S. will likely face Sweden in Sunday's first knockout game. Group D, meanwhile, finishing right now. England has a 3-0 lead on China 
and Denmark's up one nothing on Haiti, both nearing halftime. All four nations alive to advance. Uh, slightly more need now for Jonathan Taylor in Indy. Zach Moss, who was getting the first team reps at running back instead, broke his right arm in practice. Yesterday, he's likely out four to six Ooh. weeks. The Angels going forward with the likes of outfielder Randall Gritchick, and so far, so good. Gritchick swings at that one and hits that ball in the air and hits it well out into right field. And that ball out there in right field is going to get out for a home run. Randall Gritchick drives it out. That is home run number nine of the year for him. And number one is an angel. It's 2-0 Halos. That's Terry Smith on Angels Radio. Gritchick with one of three solo homers in a 4-1 win in Atlanta. The Halos now three games behind the Blue Jays for the last wild card spot. Toronto taking a 4-2 home loss from the Orioles. And Pac-12 schools apparently finally getting a media rights deal presentation today. There is also a meeting of Arizona school officials today, maybe to discuss the futures of the Wildcats and Sun Devils. DA, back to you. All right. Thank you, Bobes. When we come back here on the show, we've got a good story coming out of Patriots camp. A rookie who is flashing. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Of course, you can listen to the show in podcast form. Miss any part of the show? Want to hear it again? Full four hours of the best of the show. Always available in podcast form. Simply search The DA Show on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe and review. Classic Patriot story, and I say that in a good way. At training camp, who has been flashing? How about a sixth-round wide receiver, Demario Douglas? He's only 5'8", 192, but he's been catching everything in his vicinity, and he's getting reps of the first team, working with Mac Jones and company. And so you've never heard of this young man, Demario Douglas, because he's a sixth-round rookie out of Liberty. He's already talking like a Patriot. Whoever I go with, I feel like I'm going to go out there and do what I have to do. I believe I just need to go out there and show coaches what I can do. Perfect. Belichick's not getting ahead of himself. Says there's a long training camp to go. Says this is a marathon, not a 100-meter dash. So we'll keep working him into the offense, see what he's got. But it's an offense that desperately needs playmakers. Now, they have brought in wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster. They brought in Devontae Parker. They've got Taquan Thornton, Kendrick Bourne as well. They're all ahead of Demario Douglas on the depth chart. And who knows if Douglas even makes the team. As a sixth rounder, you're far from guaranteed on that. But this feels like a very Patriot story, and I say that in a good way. Bill has not proven he can win without Tom, at least not post-Tom. And Bill has not proven that he can build a great roster post-Tom. And there's a lot of question marks about Bill's spending of, of free agent money and using of draft picks. However, he has always been very good, with or without Tom, in finding under-the-radar talent from schools you've rarely heard of late in the draft. And... It could be that Demario Douglas is the next. They find guys, Bill finds guys who have a unique skill set 
that might not have come from a big school so that nobody has a lot of film on them or tape on them and says, we can exploit that. And right now for DeMario Douglas, it's footwork. They, he's small. He's 5'8", 192, but they really like his footwork. And so who knows? Maybe there's some reps for him in the slot. Maybe he's a guy that, like a Troy Brown, like a Julian Edelman, a lightly regarded wide receiver that because of footwork positioning and timing can get to the right spot and make some plays. Of course, when I talk about Troy Brown and and Julian Edelman, I'm talking about Tom Brady throwing them the football. And in this case, it's Mac Jones. But Demario Douglas, a sixth rounder out of Liberty. I read the story and said, that's the perfect Patriot story, is it not? A sixth round rookie out of Liberty is the guy that's flashing right now. Todd tweets, DA, for all the dads out there, I'm trashing public places with no baby chain station in the men's room. What year is this? Hashtag Trash Tuesday. Oh, break out the hazmat suit. I've not had to do that in a public place yet, but I can imagine my time is coming where little AJ poops all over me somewhere. Cigar smoking dude is a lawyer in North Carolina. DA, I'm trashing my client who keeps getting arrested. He says, what's he doing wrong? I say, stay away from hookers and drugs. Hashtag not smart. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 